Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time you are tuning in. Welcome to Homesteading and Gardening in the Suburbs. I'm Emma from Misfit Gardening and today we're talking about weeds. As I've been digging garden beds and building some sheet mulch garden beds by covering areas with cardboard, I'm seeing some pretty tenacious weeds pop up like the bittersweet vine um, is one that I have dealing been dealing with quite a lot but others are popping up through the cardboard or they're springing up along the newly made uh, in-ground garden beds that have been dug or tilled and that's basically because the soil is kind of like a seed bank right weed seeds lie dormant in the soil until they have the right conditions to germinate right and if you remember from some of our other podcast episodes um what is it that seeds need to germinate they need moisture air and sunshine or light right those three things will usually do the trick and things will start germinating so when you dig a ground um, an in-ground garden or you till things up you are giving many 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 seeds exposure to rain or moisture the air and of course daylight and sunshine so weed seeds are going to start popping up in your garden Now you can speed this process along a little bit by after you have dug your garden beds or tilled them, you can water them and then leave them and let them settle down for a week or two before sowing your seeds or planting because whilst you wait, anything that germinates is likely to be a weed and because it's small, you can easily remove it with a garden hoe which cuts the leaves from the roots of the small seedlings Um, or you can pull them up by hand if you prefer. It is far easier to tackle weeds when they are small and you don't you really don't want them setting seed in your garden so if you see weeds that are flowering um, you really need to jump on those and get them taken down because one year's seeding is seven years weeding as the old garden saying goes and too many weeds in your garden are basically going to rob the soil of the nutrients that your veggies need meaning that your veggies are going to struggle and we don't want that we want our veggies especially when they're young to be able to you know basically go out of the gates running and get established quickly um, so that your garden will start to flourish a lot quicker and you know if you're putting all this effort into getting your soil together and nice and healthy and you're doing all this work you really want it to be for your veggies not for the weeds so there's a couple of things that we can do to avoid bringing weeds into the garden And the first one is um, to make sure that any compost or manure that you're putting into your garden is thoroughly composted and well rotted before bringing it into the garden. Because if it hasn't thoroughly rotted down, then there might be seedlings and seeds and stuff in there that are going to germinate and grow. So make sure that everything is thoroughly composted. If you're not sure, then what you can do is put everything into a pile and you know turn everything over make sure things are moist and let it sit sit there for a couple of days and then get in there and turn everything over again like you would do with your compost heap because that's going to introduce air and it will help things start breaking down again if it has not broken down already so things get nice and warm in that heap and you notice that you know there is composting still actively going on then leave it a little bit longer turn it every three to four days 
um, and then things should start leveling out and you'll be able to use that composted material in your garden so that's one way that we can reduce uh, bringing weeds and weed seeds into the garden the other one is rotating crops each year because there are some weeds that grow pretty well with certain types of crops and as we rotate the garden we're going to be able to you know give these weeds a slightly less favorable um, conditions to grow in the garden right because they've got companions that they really like to grow with and if we rotate our plants around then they don't get used to you know their favorite plants showing up in that garden bed each year and the last thing that we can do is to get our seeds from a reputable supplier so you know that they're not containing lots of weed seeds if you're here in the u.s there's actually requirements um, by the usda which is the u.s department of um, agriculture and there are requirements on things like germination rate and the amount of weed seeds um, and even like seed debris that's allowed in a packet so if you're getting your seeds from a reputable supplier then they have to abide by these requirements of the usda to be able to be you know supplying seeds basically so getting our seeds from you know a good supplier is going to go a long way in reducing you know weeds getting into the garden but you know obviously a lot of us are starting from scratch and you know weeds are already well in place right so how else can we reduce weeds well ground covers are a great start and they cover the soil they protect it from the elements right ground covers um, often you know go hand in hand with mulches and they will not stop every single weed and this is a common misconception right if we're putting down a ground cover that should block all the weeds right yes and no like there's always going to be a couple that are determined to make it using ground covers is going to definitely reduce the weed numbers by blocking out the light but it's not going to you know stop you from having to weed completely until things are a lot more established there's people who use these sheet mulching or lasagna gardening type techniques and even then there's still you know occasional weeding that they will have to do sure once these things are fully established then your weeding is going to be a lot lot less than you know what somebody like you or me might be doing as we're getting our garden started so don't don't be discouraged and um, these things do take time right but the best things often um come to those who wait as the saying goes and you know there is an end in sight but ground covers are a good place to start so we're talking things like weed suppressing fabric plastic sheeting granted those are a lot more expensive and if you have a large area to cover they may not be something that you can afford to do right away but there's cheaper alternatives like cardboard newspaper um, wood chips and straw even cover crops fall under the ground cover umbrella right so if you remember our cover crop 
podcast episode, there's lots of different cover crops that you can use. And of course, the benefit of using a cover crop is that it is going to capture nutrients in the soil that you can then return to the soil as well. But mulches that will decompose, so things like cardboard, paper, straw and wood chips, they need to be pretty thick layers to help keep the weeds at bay. Certainly for wood chips, around six to eight inches is usually recommended on top of a layer of cardboard or newspaper. So you want things to be pretty deep to actually you know, stop the weeds coming up because as the seedlings are germinating, that sunlight is giving them the energy to grow, right? They're using photosynthesis to help them grow. So having a pretty thick layer of mulch is going to mean that that seedling has got to get through six to eight inches before it breaks the surface and sees daylight again, right? And is able to start generating its own energy and things again. Um, so some weeds are going to get through that, right? They're going to be fast growers that are going to be able to get through six to eight inches, but a lot are not. Um, so that's how ground covers are going to work. Solarization um, is another manner of uh, treating a garden area and it works best in warm regions. So it works best in kind of southern areas of the US and it it's used to clear an area of ground, right? A lot of people within the permaculture community have used solarization um, to, you know, clear an area. Um, basically what you do is you cover moist soil with clear plastic. You keep it in place for six to eight weeks during the summer. And the clear plastic acts like a greenhouse, right? It ramps up the temperatures. And because everything's trapped in there underneath the plastic, you're going to be killing weed seeds in the soil and in some cases, other pests. Um, solarizing the soil needs careful planning since you can't be growing uh, plants like vegetable plants and stuff in the garden bed at the same time. You could use the space afterwards for fast growing winter or fall veggies. Um, colder climates typically don't usually have a lot of success with solarization unless it's in place for a couple of seasons. And that's kind of one of the downfalls of using um, this approach is that, you know, it's really only for kind of those much warmer climate areas. Another downside of using solarization is, um, you know, you can make the ground obviously uncomfortable for beneficial microorganisms, um, but also, you know, the, the flora and fauna that living in the soil. So your earthworms and stuff are not going to find it very comfortable being you know, in that space. So they're going to move on to somewhere else. Um, so solarization is one of those things where you can use it periodically, but it's not something that you're going to want to use, you know, every year in your garden. You want to kind of switch things up and use different techniques um, as, you know, your garden grows and develops. Now, one trick to help your plants take hold before the weeds do um, that is super helpful in northern climates, you know, those of us with a shorter growing season, um, is to use transplants. This also makes it easy to see where your new seedlings are coming up, um, you know, like, hey, this is, a, this is a, my seedling that I transplanted. These other things that are a lot smaller sprouting are probably not my veggies. So you can either pull out the weeds by hand or hoe around your plants. 
planting in rows does make things easier to see right even if you're sowing seeds in a row right if it's in kind of a straight line it's probably your veggie plant if it's not kind of in a straight line it might be um, a weed seed um, so if you're brand new to having a garden planting in rows is um, helpful um, and it's also really helpful if you mark your rows so you know what you planted because when little seedlings pop up they all look very very similar and if you're a beginner it can be difficult to tell a you know a veggie seedling that's popping up versus a weed seedling so sometimes it might often be better to let things grow a little bit more so you can see the first set of true leaves not the baby seedling leaves and then you might be able to discern the difference between oh this is a weed and this is a, um, a vegetable plant that I put but if you're a beginner that's not always the case right it can be quite quite difficult so having transplants that you're putting out into the garden is going to help and um, making sure that you know you are marking things appropriately in the garden so you know what your veggie plants are and then what weeds are i really like to use a combination of strategies in the garden so i use transplants i hoe small weeds and i dig up weeds by hand i use cardboard and wood chips so i use a combination of things in the garden and that's always been my go-to is using a combination of techniques to you know really manage the weeds and you know like i said the easier they are is when they're small um so about this time of year like early spring and summer is obviously prime time for everything to be germinating in the garden so it's a good time to kind of get out there and you know really you know do the weeding and the more that you can get out and weed and that's why i really like using the garden hoe um in the garden is because it's just a case of sort of running over each bed quite quickly where those seedlings are and you don't even need to be picking up the weeds after you've hoed them over because you've chopped off those leaves from um the roots kind of like you would be if you're managing cover crops right you've got to kind of cut things back and you know let things decompose um so that's that's a good strategy that i didn't warm up to using um a garden hoe for a long time although when i was a kid and i was helping my grandparents in the garden i loved to kind of you know hoe between the potatoes and the beans you know that was always kind of fun for me but as a adult having a garden you know I, I much preferred using um like deep mulches to really kind of cover the ground but now i'm sort of managing back to having a much bigger garden on a much larger scale having that garden hoe is making all the difference because i can be you know going outside on a weekend and spending an hour you know running the hoe around all the garden beds and the plants that have been planted and keep the weeds down which means kind of as i'm sort of walking around the garden you know during the week if i happen to spot a weed that's popped up that i missed with the hoe i just kind of pull it out as i see it there and then so i'm able to keep on top of weeds a lot easier um whilst i don't have any mulch or anything covering that soil 
right now because they're brand new garden beds that are being put in so having having an option to do different techniques of weed management is really going to help me keep on top of things as my garden grows but I would love to know from you, what do you use in your garden to keep on top of weeds? Let me know in the Facebook group. Until next time, I hope your garden grows beautifully and I'll see you all next week.